1: What do you do in a relationship when you're faced with a life-changing situation? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, need advice about my wife. I, 32-year-old male, am in a marriage with my 27-year-old female wife. We've been married nearly a year, but together for eight. I've been recently working away from home and have been thinking a lot about my relationship and how I've been unhappy since before marriage. My wife is very codependent. She needs me by her side at all times. If I'm playing a game she needs to be by my side. If I'm working on my car she needs to be in the garage with me. If I'm showering she wants to be in the bathroom talking to me. I nearly every time I walk out of a room she follows. It is a lot. But recently while out of town I've realized how toxic the relationship has been after being around so many other people in long term relationships. Every night I've been gone she's been crying on the phone with me until she falls asleep every night for the past month plus but none of the other people had these occurrences over the past month she has a few mental health problems that have never been addressed and when we got married it was going to be so that she could get help i told her that being with her would be dependent on her seeking help it's been nearly a year and i haven't been able to get her to go to a therapist or psychologist it is never the right time i've given her names phone numbers and told her i would make an appointment if she needed never went Except for the one time her current business partner recommended it. Her first appointment is a week before our one-year anniversary. She's also a heavy consumer of alcohol, uses it as a daily stimulant to stop shakes and think clearly. She told me this the day before leaving to get married. She'd been hiding it for seven years. I was just blinded. She had just lost her favorite job due to alcohol on her breath and has lost the last two jobs that way. I've always been truthful with her, telling her what I was doing, where I was at, who I was with. However, while on this last trip, she got very jealous over my roommates. I would tell her that I'm having dinner and drinks with my four other roommates and she would find some reason to call. I know for a fact that it's because she thought I was cheating. Same thing happened when I was invited over to the main person I was training. She made it a point to call me multiple times to ensure I wasn't lying, get some small piece of information. It's been rough she's been very emotionally manipulative and twisting words recently her grandfather was admitted to the hospital and last night she needed to hear my voice wanted me on the phone with her to prevent a mental breakdown not talking to her but just have the phone on until i was done making dinner and doing homework she cried and cried and cried when i told her i just want to try and cook dinner for myself and do my homework before calling her back she called me three times in an hour We live together with my parents. We've been trying to save to buy a house. We don't have any savings for a house due to her not working for pay. I definitely think OP needs to continue to advocate for her mental health and getting help with it. But honestly, at some point, if it becomes unbearable, it might make the most sense to try to get some space, some separation. I just never felt that it's ever fair for somebody to feel like they have to stay in a relationship because the other person is dealing with mental health issues if they refuse to seek any help or treatment at some point it's definitely not your burden to bear right also hi i'm steven and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below that said our next story is my girlfriend's brother keeps insisting that i tell him how i got a scar on my head i don't feel comfortable telling him i 27 year old non-binary have been dating my girlfriend 28 year old female for two years And in that time, her brother, 30-year-old male, has asked me about the many scars on my body and how I got them. Some have interesting stories behind them, but I don't like to talk about them because the circumstances in which I got some of them are pretty traumatic, and also many are from SH. My girlfriend acknowledges that this is a difficult topic for me, and doesn't often press me on the matter. There is a particularly obvious scar in the back of my head, It's pretty large and very visible as I have short hair. He asks me about it every time we see each other and it makes meeting up with him unpleasant. I've told him to stop asking and he evidently hasn't listened. So I asked my girlfriend if she could try and get it into his head that it's making me feel uncomfortable so he needs to cut it out. She said she thinks this is silly and that I might as well just tell him how I got the scar to get him off my back as it's not that big of a deal. She also said that she's kind of curious about it too, so she can't blame her brother for wanting to know. She said I'm just making it out to be a more important situation than it is and that there's a really easy solution, just tell him. I explained why I didn't want to do that, and she said that if he makes me think about it anyway, what's the difference? The difference to me is that I set a boundary, and I don't want to show him that I can be bullied into lowering it. She said that sounded stupid, and that I was overreacting. I don't know what to say that will get either of them to actually listen to me. If it's something you aren't okay talking about, then at some point I think it's fair for OP to straight up put their foot down and say that they don't want to associate with him anymore. And hopefully your girlfriend, your partner, should be able to understand and support you in that. It's disappointing that there's something you obviously feel sensitive about and you don't want to talk about, and to see your partner go, well why don't you just tell him? Essentially saying, get over it. Our next story is is it prude slash uptight of me to not want my friend to do coke around me or our friends i male 24 mostly hang out with a small group of people i'm friends with from high school slash college three to four people plus my partner we're all in our mid-20s now we've all done our fair share of experimenting with drugs when we were younger now all of us except for one friend female 24 just smoke weed after work and do mushrooms once or twice a year Even though I've never done coke, even in my wildest days and don't plan on it, I understand people our age do it sometimes and that it doesn't necessarily mean they have a problem. I wouldn't raise an eyebrow at someone who does it a few times a month at a gay club to dance until 2am for example, though I would warn them to be careful with how contaminated the supply of coke is supposed to be lately. This one friend, however, has recently been buying it from a guy she's seeing for the past few months. And while she claims that she never does it alone, she always has it on her when we hang out now, and is very casual about using it in front of us. She also always offers us bumps, even though no one else in our group ever takes any. Yesterday she was at my house for my partner's, non-binary, 25, birthday, and we were all smoking weed on the patio, and she takes out a container of coke and starts doing bumps in front of everyone, including my brother-in-law, male 27, who was clearly uncomfortable and left early with my sister, female 27. Honestly, it's starting to annoy me too. I feel like she should have at least gone to the bathroom to do it, or asked the host if it's okay. And it's a weird vibe to have one person in the group clearly on stimulants while everyone else is a relaxed stoner, but maybe that's just me i'm not used to navigating social situations with these kinds of drugs am i being too uptight is this a normal way to use it around friends who don't use it is it imposing of me to ask her to stop doing it around me i feel like a jerk telling someone else what to do with their body and i'm afraid it's going to create issues in the friend group if i bring it up
0: here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact
1: Especially because I can't quite put into words why it weirds me out so much. I mean, it might serve you well to just kind of talk around one-on-one with some of the other friends in the group and just express a little bit of how you're feeling and how you're concerned and try to understand where they're coming from. In the back of my mind, though, I just feel like in a group scenario like that, It probably is kind of weird to have somebody just blatantly pull it out and start doing bumps right there on the coffee table in front of everybody else, who in no way is taking part in any of that. Just the optics of it alone would make you think that maybe they would at least want to go do it out of sight, right? Our next story is, I, female 25, am getting the weirdest vibe from my boyfriend, male 26, and this girl. Hey, all, I don't know if I'm being delulu, but I have the weird stomach feeling about my b f. Basically, his cousin's wife is a friend, and she's been over for some nights where we've hung out and stuff. She's super sweet, but I've had this weird feeling about her because I have a feeling that he's into her. Today, my boyfriend came to me and asked, "Do you know if G's friend is coming this evening as well? G is his cousin's wife. And I was like, "V the friend. He then said no, and that he meant another one. But I then said, You seem very weird and into her. And instead of being like, what do you mean? And having a genuine reaction that indicates I'm just overthinking, he came with the weirdest explanation, almost as if it was his quick, weird, go-to excuse. He said, V? No, it's just because they, his cousin and wife, told me a story about how her and her ex-boyfriend had to fish condoms out of her you-know-what because they kept falling off when they hooked up. This was like completely out of context. We hadn't even talked about V before what I said, and it was literally how the convo went down. I don't know. I just feel like I'm overthinking a bit, but I also felt like it was some weird, sudden over explanation to cover up the fact that he's into her. Also, how is the go to topic about V's, you know what? Anyway, let me know what you think. It just seemed so weird to me. I have never ever had this kind of gut feeling with him and anyone else. Honestly this whole story has just left me a bit confused. The way he just dived right into that is so kind of weird and also doesn't explain why they were asking about them necessarily. But at the same time OP hasn't really given me anything to be like oh yeah he's into her for sure. All around I'm kind of just left with a huh. Our next story is Drunk Text from Tinder Match. So I, female 22, met up with a tinder match, male 26, last night. It was pretty spontaneous. We started talking that same night and we were both just looking to get out. We met up at a bar and just had a good time talking for like two hours. On the walk to my car, he made a joke like, Well, if you don't ghost me, I would love to do this again. I didn't really think much of it, just laughed and told him we'll definitely hang out again. This morning, I responded to his text from last night, just saying he had fun, and we spoke for a little bit, and then I did my own thing. The conversation was brief, but we both said it was fun and would be down to hang out again. Cool. A few hours later, he texts me, I had fun, but go ahead and block me. Save yourself the trouble. I won't put the whole conversation because that's tedious, but I essentially said I was confused why he was saying this, but we'll stop talking to him if he wants. He kept saying things like, i had fun i never said don't talk to me it's your choice all you have to say is leave me alone stuff like that i told him i was confused again and expressed i didn't intend on ghosting he eventually said he was drunk with a friend that cleared things up a bit i just politely told him to stay safe and we'll talk later he said thank you for not ghosting that was all like five hours ago not sure what to make of all that He hasn't said anything since, but I assume he's just drunk or asleep right now. Please note that we both said we aren't looking for a relationship, so this kind of insecurity for a friendship is weird to me. Red flag, or do I just laugh it off? I mean, I don't know if this guy has gone through numerous bad experiences, but if I were in OP's shoes, it would be a definite red flag to me. This just feels like if you go forward with this, That there's going to be some kind of attachment issue situation that's just nasty. It definitely doesn't give you good vibes, I'll tell you that much. Our next story is, my group of friends only ever seem to plan birthday-slash-anniversary gifts for everyone else in the group. I, 30-year-old male, have a group of five friends, around 30-year-old male, from high school and university, and we all live in different cities and countries now. We typically all pitch in and religiously give each other gifts for important life events. Birthday, anniversaries, new house, etc. For every gift opportunity, one of us takes initiative and makes a separate chat group for us to discuss ideas, budgets, and plan the whole thing. While the general frequency of this has reduced over the years, I've realized it's been many, at least six, years since I was given any gift at all. And there have been some major landmarks in that time. I love these guys and really don't need to be gifted in general, but the absence of consideration bothers me a bit every time someone makes a new group. Should I say something? How? Or should I just let it go? This is really tricky because I feel like it's completely understandable for OP to feel the way they do, but they don't want to bring it up without looking like selfish or, I don't know, giving bad vibes to the friend group. If I were an OP situation, I would look at the friend group If I still enjoy hanging out with them, I would still hang out with them for sure, but if none of them care enough to advocate for you on your birthday, as long as they even still remember when your birthday is, I would probably just pull out of involving myself in any of the other birthday plans, and if anything is questioned then, you have the perfect platform to say, listen I haven't had anything for 6 years. This next story is, I told my old friend with benefits girlfriend that he's cheating on her and she doesn't believe me. So I, 20 year old female, used to have a friends with benefits, 20 year old male, when I was 18. I'll just call them D here for privacy reasons. We mostly sent stuff since we lived an hour away from each other and we didn't really have the time to meet up. But during that time, we became close friends and told each other almost everything, until I got a boyfriend that is. D eventually got a girlfriend, 18-year-old female, who I'll be calling F. F is a super cute and polite girl who also happens to have some friends in common with my little brother, so I've met her a few times before she started dating D. I eventually broke up with my boyfriend due to a lot of reasons that I won't go into in this post and picked up contact with D again since I kinda missed our little chats. That's when D told me that he's been texting with another girl, which led me to believe it was over between him and F, and we started texting like we used to, sending pics and all of that. When D afterwards told me that he still dated F, I felt horrible. So I texted her everything and told her what had happened. F didn't believe a word of what I was saying. She kept asking for more evidence until it came to a point where I just gave up. About a month later, one of my closest friends, L, 19-year-old female, told me D had been texting her, asking if she would be up to send him pics l told me she had sent d pics since he said he was single which i know he wasn't this led to my friend l texting f and telling her what had happened but once again she didn't believe a word of it and said that he's a way too good of a guy to do anything like that this time d blocked my number and all of my social media accounts f didn't block me or l at one point a few months after all of this i was in need of help from d with some music stuff D works with and produces music so after a lot of thought I texted F to ask if she could ask D to contact me and if she was comfortable with it. She then asked about the cheating and if I had any proof of it and if D and I ever met up in person and I told her that I didn't have more evidence than what L and I had been giving her and that D and I never met up in person for as long as they've been dating. She proceeded to tell me that I'm a big fat liar and should go and die because D would never do that, and then she blocked me. I know that D and F are still together. D unblocked me yesterday and asked for pics again. What should I do? Should I just have let it be and never said anything to begin with? I know it won't do anything to try to talk to F again, and I don't believe it'll help to talk to D. I think honestly OP's already done all they can do. I don't think there's any more responsibility for OP to do anything here. I mean, it sucks that you can't get the help with the music that you want to get, but you said what you had to say. You shared something that I think most people would want to know if their partner was cheating. If they're too delusional to understand or believe you, or they just don't believe whatever proof you have, then really that's on them. Our next story is life-changing situation coming either way, but I'm frozen with fear on how to make a choice. I need help female 34 and male 39 here is my story female 34 and my dilemma last year i was super unwell like dying unwell and my partner of three years started using crack and cheating on me i found out when i got better but he was doing it for a few months whilst i was in the hospital and he wasn't at my bedside like he should have been however this will have mostly have been because he was taking drugs it was a relapse after 10 years clean I'm not stupid and understand the psychology of drug use and most likely the scary situation caused the relapse and the drugs change your behavior, which led to seeking hooking up with others, which we don't do when we are sound and stable mind generally. He's been a year now on and off struggling to get clean, and I've been recovering from very bad health. I have had to change my entire life and lifestyle. No smoking, alcohol, sugar, no work, no exercise. I have no body fat or muscle, have no sex drive, and I'll look unwell forever. I'm very skinny and constantly exhausted. I can only eat some meat and plain veg, and I'm on medication forever. My partner came back to the family home three weeks ago, and he smokes, eats a lot, and I mean a lot of junk, sugars, meal things meant for family evening meals. He is erratic and sulky about things being his fault and living in a constant reminder that he's the reason everything went wrong. When he's there, I become unwell, stressed and have to do a lot and feel trapped. But he has been clean for three weeks, longest in a year. He is very slowly taking things on board. He is trying in his own way. It may be the hardest he's able. I'm not him so I don't know how hard things are for him internally. I love him deeply, painfully more than any other person. He is my soulmate, the only great love of my life. I'm just not thriving as a human when he's around, and I'm not able to be everything he needs because I'm struggling myself. Therapist, CBT, cleaner, mother, cook, motivation, all of the ideas, lover, partner, taxi, minder. He isn't able to be on his own. He isn't able to survive on his own. If he leaves this house and goes back to his parents, who are literally no help, and probably the reason he is how he is, he will literally go straight back to drugs. I 100% know that. The only reason he's clean is because he can't access them here at home, and I stop him from going anywhere unless with me. This isn't forever, this is for a couple of months like a rehab would. I need help. I don't have family or friends. None. I've always been the savior of my own family and the person who fixes and keeps things together and when I became unwell my family fell apart too I'm on the cusp of something creative in my life that may lead to very big opportunities and when he's out of the house and my mind I'm able to work on that but when he is here I'm a knackered trying housemaid how do I live with knowing I sent the only person I've ever loved to death by drugs or ending things that is literally where he was before he came back here I have no money for rehabs or therapy, he's on every waiting list, we have no other support, and his family are just not good and can't keep him clean. Any words of wisdom, help, advice, any things I haven't thought of would be so helpful. He has previously said he felt like I was staying with him until he got clean, and then I would leave him. But if he feels these things, I don't understand why he isn't grafting at it to make it up to me but I feel he is so damaged, it just isn't possible for him to graft anymore my options are thrive in my own life as a parent a writer a creative i could go back to work i would have money my health but i would have to carry with me for the rest of my life that i sent the only man i've ever loved to drugs and misery and sadness it would be like sentencing him to living heck it is very deep and i am an empath and previously have only really existed to make others happy. Or have no identity of my own, no capacity to be or do anything other than be a living aid to my partner, be short-tempered, severely depressed, have bad memory, fail at and stop any creative process I'm involved in, feel like a bad parent, have no money, to the point I have to sell personal items each month to make rent, give all of myself and live in grey, but save the love of my life from death, misery, squalor, fear, taking drugs, help him get clean, and help him see how beautiful life can be. Show him that love is the reason for everything, and make sure he knows he will be forever loved, and he doesn't need to feel sadness or regret or hurt. Build him back up and stay by his side. Give him the hope he needs to continue living. I think OP themselves can benefit greatly from therapy. I think the mindset that seems the most troubling to me is the constant mindset of, if I don't do everything in my life purposely living for him, then I am personally sending him to destruction. No matter how much OP tells themselves that, ultimately it's his choices that led to that. OP might be able to live their life as a life jacket, but I don't think it's fair at all to OP. I'm not saying OP needs to leave this guy behind and run, but in no way do I think it's fair for OP to think that the only way forward is to have them drag OP down with them. This next story is, he left to go work up north, but he comes back in cycles and he won't let me move on. What can I do? Hello, I need some advice and support dealing with this very difficult long-distance relationship situation. I, female 30, have been interested in this guy, male 31, for quite some time. But I was told that women should wait for a man to approach first. Five months since we first met, he finally asked me out. He told me that he loved me on our first date i should have seen it as a red flag but at this point i was so happy that i just went with it on our second date i invited him over to my apartment he kissed me suddenly and i was ecstatic he texted me later and promised me that we would have many adventures together the very next day he texted me and said that he just got an acceptance call from a job that he applied for in alberta he asked me if i wanted a long distance relationship i was shocked in the moment I didn't know he had any plans to move away when we started talking. I didn't know what to do. He texted me only an hour later, told me how he really wanted to see me, so I drove over to his place and told him, yes, I want to give long distance a shot. He would fly home one week per month to see his young son. He'd call me every day to check up on me. He came home in October and November, and we had fun together. In November, when he was away, I asked him if I could schedule a trip to come see him for Thanksgiving weekend. I told him I would pay for my ticket. He said that he needed to ask if he had that weekend off first. I waited the whole day to hear from him. Then the flight jumped price, so I couldn't go. Later, I saw that he did have that weekend off because he took photos at Lake Louise that weekend. I was upset by this. That winter, he didn't come home for Xmas. He said that his car broke down and he wouldn't be able to get to the airport. I didn't believe him, and I broke up with him. I told him that I realized I could not do long distance. He said, okay, I understand. And I thought it was over, but a few hours later, he was telling me he loved and missed me. Every day he would text saying how much he loved me. He came back home for a week in January, and we got back together. He came home for a week in February. He did not come home in March. I told him it's over once again after that, but then he told me he would pay for my plane ticket to come out for a visit. I said okay and waited for him to confirm, but he didn't. He came home for a week in April. He did not come home in May. I asked him why he wasn't coming home as often as he promised, and he told me, I don't know, it just happened, saying this to me with a smile on his face. I asked him what if I moved for him. He said, that would be kind of cool, didn't seem like he wanted me to. In June I decided to end it with him for the third and final time. He came home in July and asked me to come over, but I ignored him. He didn't come home in August. He told me that he didn't like it out there anymore. He was getting yelled at and feared he might lose his job. I thought that meant he'd come home to stay. No, he decided to get a new job in British Columbia. He says that it'll be better because they force him to come home more often. 15 on, 7 off. I thought it was interesting that he used the word force, like if it were up to him, he wouldn't come back. He said, I get paid more at this job, too. He once posted his check to the public Facebook page. In 20 years, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'll look back on my struggles and humble life now and smile. Maybe even laugh. He'd also post memes making fun of women who decide to focus on career instead of men. He said that he would take care of his woman and let them spend all of his money. Funny, because whenever we were out, he made me pay for my half of almost everything. I have a job myself, but I don't make nearly as much as he does, and he knows that. It got to a point where he was starting to DM me screenshots bragging about the money he makes. I told him that is hurtful, and he'd say, I don't know why you're so upset, you should be happy for my success. Or he just left me unread. That was when I decided to block him on social media. I didn't block him on my cell phone, as I don't feel I'm strong enough to completely let go. He texted that he's coming home the 7th. September 7th came, and he didn't reach out, so I thought he was going to leave me alone. But the next day, Hey, I'm home more often. I asked him why he's still bothering me. I feel like he only wants me for hooking up and my attention. He said, Not true. He said he was in my part of town and invited me to the casino, but I refused his invite. He went back to British Columbia the next day. He texted me asking why I'm being so mean. He said, I look at old pictures of us and get sad because I see that you really cared about me. I just don't put up with negative energy though. Basically saying that me asking him for proper treatment is negative? I've had problems with relationships all my life. I usually run into guys who move so fast in the beginning, but over time they'll lose interest and ghost me. The problem is this guy is not ghosting me. He said that he likes that I stand up for myself. It's very admirable. What does that even mean? My intuition is telling me that he's probably just using me to talk to on cold, lonely nights while he's on work, and he loves to see how much I sacrifice for him. He told me that he plans to stay out there for 20 years, or at least until he becomes a millionaire. His words are not mine. I just don't think I have the strength to date anymore. This relationship has taken such a toll on me. I don't have friends or family who are willing to help me through this. My family's actually been quite harsh to me my mother calls me a mess and my brother says i'm too sad to be around note they all have drug problems i try to tell them doing drugs and selling them is wrong but they gaslight me and say nothing is wrong and i'm the messed up one i've distanced myself from them now because they won't change and they make me feel worse about myself i've tried therapy but it's hard finding the right one on such a small budget most of them don't know what to say one even said sounds like he's really enamored with you but something just doesn't feel right about that. Note, if after expressing this to everyone, I still get hate comments, then I'll delete this post. Some people might be wondering why I'm so attached to a random guy that my brother encouraged me to talk to. My family has ties to his family. When I was 13 years old, I started taking oil painting lessons under this guy's uncle. This guy's uncle has been my mentor in my formative years. He was good friends with my mom's side of the family. He even came to my grandfather's funeral. So everyone is clear, he was NOTHING like this guy is. He was always jolly, smiling and helpful with me. I grew in skill and people started recognizing me for my talents as an artist. People at school would commission me for artwork. And everyone told me how talented I was. And so I went to school to become a graphic designer. I was attracted to this guy because his uncle was my mentor and he looked a lot like him because his father and he were identical twin brothers so there was already a sense of familiarity there. I feel such strong attachment to him because I felt maybe he would be kind, sweet, and gentle with me the way his uncle has been through my life. The first thing that irked me in the story was OP saying, I was told that women should wait for a man to approach first. I just want to say life is too short. If you're interested in somebody, shoot your shot. Doesn't matter who you are that said and i think a lot of people are probably going to say similar things because it feels pretty obvious here op should have let it go the first the second definitely the third time honestly their reasons for saying they're attracted to this person is just so misguided because you like their relatives so much is not nearly a valid enough reason to stay with somebody like this who kind of comes and goes and just does whatever they want I know people that I love dearly that are like this, that you can still have a friendship with, but you need to understand, you might make plans with them, and the next thing you know they're two states over somehow, some reason. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time, with some more stories.